Hey, beautiful friend. Welcome back to part two of our social media deep dive. And if you haven't already listened to episode one, go ahead and do that and then jump back in with me right here. There's so much research out there about how social media use and, and our well-being really impact each other. And it's this, it feeds into this vicious cycle. You know, when we have a harder time in our mental health or our well-being, you know, when we're not really happy with our lives, we're just frustrated maybe or, or disheartened about something, whatever it is, we feel stuck. We tend to fall into more social media use to cope. But then on the other hand, higher social media use yields poor well-being. And so it really is this paradox of like we turn to it more when we're struggling, but then it doesn't help us. It actually makes it worse. And it exacerbates those, those negative feelings and, and so on and so forth. Like we end up trapped. And that's, that's the truth. So if you think this might describe, any of these things might describe your relationship with social media, we're going to go through some strategies to get out of this vicious cycle. But I really wanted to kind of paint the picture for you and allow you to reflect here. So we're going to reflect now, where are you right, right now on this journey? What is God speaking to you in this? And then I want to encourage you, if this speaks to your heart, to go on a detox with me. Can you do a month? If that sounds way too scary to you, I totally understand. Maybe try a week. <laughs> Maybe try a few days. Like whatever feels like it's feasible to you based on where you are at. Trust me, I've, I've really had to like grow into the ability to do this with a month. It's required a lot of a lot of faith and a lot of trust and a lot of detachment here. But I want you to be able to make a clear-headed, Holy Spirit-aligned decision. And sometimes we have to create that separation from, like we have to detox in order to make that decision so we're not like continually fueled by the the addiction you know what I mean just like if we were if we were you know experiencing some kind of a impact of a drug that keeps us addicted like we can't make a decision fully and freely and so for you know I encourage you if this is speaking to you lay down Instagram lay down Facebook whatever it is for you for this month for more for less and I can't wait to see what God does when you surrender this to him we're breaking off the attachment to the idol, my friend, in Jesus' name. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace, and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So step one, step one that we can take as far as specifics go here. Let's examine our relationship with social media by some specific questions. So how and why we use it is really important. So the first thing, you know, if I want to ask, I want you to ask yourself, like, how am I mostly using it? Like, how is my time really being spent when I'm on social media? Am I really actively interacting with others or am I kind of using it for entertainment? Or am I really falling into maybe without, you know, intention? Am I falling into a lot of comparisons? And am I, you know, looking, am I getting exposed to a lot of like uh, fit inspiration, you know? And there's actually show, uh, there's studies showing that, even just 10 minutes of exposure to like the Fitspo images, like sl like super slim or toned people posing in exercise clothing or engaging in fitness, whatever it is, it can actually lead to significantly poorer mood and body image in women 
than exposure to like travel images or another kind of thing. And then the other thing is that mindless scrolling can also be really harmful. And I know for me, especially when I really examine this, the passive use of social media where I'm just literally scrolling, 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 it's it's much more damaging to our well-being than like actively using it to like have a conversation with somebody or, or something like that. And so if you're especially postpartum or if you're pregnant, how much are you allowing yourself to be exposed to images of people's bodies that you want that you are like aspiring towards and I want to encourage you to think about how that actually might be having a detrimental impact on your own body image so some questions here off the cuff what are some of your main thoughts when it comes to your social media use do you feel like it's a just for fun thing do you do you think of the dangers sometimes something in between like be honest with yourself and for me this was it was like I was definitely in between I was like okay it can be inspiring it can be a source of connection a tool to really have an impact um, to share my voice in in a way that I feel like God is calling me to but it can also be very toxic it can be very discouraging you know very negative a lot of um, you know a lot of times falling into the addiction like I said and so I think it's just so important we use this presence and platform with a lot of prudence and a lot of discernment and it really comes down to those clear boundaries and you know I, I definitely have felt in the past where it's like running my life and the ob- obligation to post really heavily weighed on me as a small business owner and I put a ton of pressure on myself to show up and to perform constantly in social media it was like not healthy in that sense so that's something I've grown tremendously in, and in just giving myself the permission to be like no you know it's okay I don't have to post anything today <laughs> you know and it's all right there's nothing wrong with that so you know what what do you think your relationship is with it? Do you feel like it's a habit to open apps all the time? Do you feel drawn to check it all the time? Do you feel, you know, pressure to produce or create content for it all the time? Do you feel like you're missing something if you don't go on it? Do you feel like you're letting other people down if you don't? Does it feel all-consuming to you? And I want you to think about how God really calls us to look for our deepest joy and fulfillment and focus on Him being most worthy of our praise versus you know, so many things in this world. And we're called to praise the things that are good, true, and beautiful, which are the things that come from God. And oftentimes, like, we we really do need to maybe cull our news feeds more to filter out some of those toxic influences, some of those things that are causing us to fall into temptations um, or are just basically creating these sort of near occasions of sin for us and causing us to fall into vanity and just so many things there, right? But where do you go for affirmation, for kind of... um a sense of your worth and your identity. Do you go to social media for those things? Do you go to social media for hope, for help, for kind of the hit of a good feeling, for comfort? Do you feel like, you know, it's going to meet your needs in some ways? Then do you also feel and experience some form of withdrawal if you try to take some time away? You know, and it, the thing is with social media too, it's meant to like, right, it immediately refreshes. The feed always refreshes. There's more and more and more. So it's meant to draw us into more and more scrolling. It's like, the more frequently it comes, the more fresh it feels, the more we enjoy it. It's like intense, faster. It's like this craving, right, that can't be um, satisfied. And now we want more and more. We want more and more likes. We want more and more followers. We're always reaching for more, and it's never really enough. And it's like the desire for more is this bottomless pit. You know, maybe we're bored in our life, or we're not really happy in certain areas of our life, and we tend to go to social media and, com- you know, compare or, or whatever. But if we're finding so much of our worth and our affirmation there, it's going to feel like a prison and it's going to be ruling over us. So it's a social validation feedback loop, right? But it's exploiting these vulnerabilities in our psychology. So it's not, it's not just our fault. 
And, you know, many of you might be familiar with the documentary that came out a year or two ago called Social Dilemma, and it just led to this kind of massive uproar, right, about the dangers of social media and how big tech is kind of using it to maybe manipulate and influence us. However, most of us haven't changed our behaviors. And and why? Because it's so addictive. And so we have to learn how to use it with wisdom. And I do think that social media is exposing this desire that is God-given for community, for connection, for joy, because God designed us this way. But at the same time, we can't be filling those voids with things other than like true connection with other human beings and with God, you know, and so we have to fight our sinful human nature in this sense. We have to really be willing to look and, and see like, are we turning to the world instead of to God? How, so some more questions you can ask yourself here. How are you filtering? How are you discerning what you're taking in? What is your heart and mind craving and just getting used to constant exposure to? And that's going to feed your appetite. And consumption is going to lead to satisfaction by that thing. Our brain is going to get used to like this constant diet of whatever we're giving it. And the other thing too is that our brain is going to, in our our heart and everything, it's going to dull our appetite for like the things that the Lord can only give us for the truly good beautiful things so it's going to kind of lower our tolerance in some ways for like the depth that God wants us to experience in our life and we're wasting so much time on fruit that doesn't even last you know it's like stuff that's going to be gone in 24 hours and whatever so how are we investing our time in allowing God to fill us in those things that we are meant to be filled by and to pour out uh, into so Oftentimes, like taking a break is the biggest way to see how it's really affecting us. And we can really observe, am I feeling more at peace? Or am I feeling a little bit like I'm experiencing withdrawal in some way? Am I feeling anxious, tired, stressed, overwhelmed? When do I get on social media? You know, is it, am I anxious and tired because I got on social media? Or am I getting on social media because I'm feeling those things? So ask yourself those questions. Why am I doing this? is this an idol that I might have in my life? And why can I put my phone down? Why am I not not be able to delete these apps? Why do I feel like there's no way I could really survive without it? That's the sign of an addiction. So no, again, no shame, no judgment in all of this, something we all probably struggle with. So it took a long road, long time for me to get here and so much failure along the way. So how big is this idol for you? And then what are you maybe making excuses in to validate it? What is potentially happening for you in your life, maybe in your relationship with it, that isn't really allowing you to see it for what it is? Because we've got to remove those barriers so we can get more honest with ourselves about it also and about what's going on and what might need to change. And then that truth is going to set you free, my friend. And when I finally started admitting to myself that I was addicted to it, (laughs) that's when I started being able to, like it no longer had that power over me in the same way. And I was able to kind of decide like, no, I'm going to take steps to overcome this. And it's not just self-induced, like, because we can beat ourselves up all day long about, oh, this is so hard doing. Like, I am picking up my phone a million times a day and like, that's what I'm choosing to. But the thing is, yes, we, we are making that choice, but also it's the conditions that are also feeding that within us. And so we we have to make sure that we are able to create that space so that we can give ourselves the ability to also fight the addiction. So again, first step, ask yourself these hard, hard questions. Ah, Ask yourself the hard questions. Look at your screen time numbers on your phone. Tell me it isn't ridiculously high. 
If it's not, I really commend you because you've probably done a lot of this hard work already in setting boundaries for yourself. But most of us probably way too high. And like, look, and, and we probably don't feel like we have much time to get all the things done that we need to get done. We always feel like we're short on time. And then look how much time we're draining. And and if you, you know, are, are building a business like I am, remember we are also unfortunately kind of puppets on strings with these these social media platforms. And some of you might be some of the most incredible friends or clients and who I've connected with on social media, and I'm so grateful for that. There's so many good things that can come out of everything. God can bring good through all things. But at the same time, we have to be willing to lay down whatever it is for the Lord because the enemy can also use and abuse everything of this world, and he can pervert it for evil. And so he's got his fingers, his hands all over social media. He's got, he's, he's, he's really using it to work in your heart in ways that draw you away from the Lord and, and away from the life that he really desires for you and all that he wants you to be able to give and to receive and so you can choose you can choose not to be addicted you can choose not to be dosed by this drug every single second you can choose what you you are looking at you can choose to reclaim what god wants you to steward instead of freely giving it away so choose to do your life god's way and i know god doesn't want this for me addiction he doesn't want that for you either in any any area of our life he wants you to be able to be free from those things so how much is it holding sway over you and your emotions and taking away from your security in Christ and your true lasting joy in, in being known and in knowing Christ? Are your inspirations, your aspirations, the ways that you're being influenced? Is it by, you know, so many other, other people and of the world and of companies, whatever it is? Or is Jesus your primary influencer, you know? Like, it's kind of funny to put it that way, but seriously... So, let's explore a couple verses in scripture here to release idols. Exodus 23 through 6. You shall have no other gods before me. <laughs> right? In John, little children, keep yourself from idols. We cannot worship anyone or anything other than God himself and his son, Jesus Christ. From Jonah, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. Are we turning away from God's love? by falling into too much time, energy, bandwidth, social media. From Psalms 16.4, those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. Galatians 4.8, formerly when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. In Isaiah 44, the idols made by humans delude people into compulsive folly. That's the thing. It's a compulsion, right? We're com- we are like consumed by it so much that it that's the addictive nature of it. And then that verse also talks about all who make idols are nothing and the things they treasure are worthless. Those who would speak up for them are blind. They are ignorant to their own shame. And then another verse that was um, in that passage as well. The blacksmith takes a tool and works with it in the coals. He shapes an idol with hammers. He forges it with the might of his arm. He gets hungry and loses his strength. He drinks no water and grows faint. That one, I feel like, called me out because it was, right, the blacksmith is taking a tool, he's working with it, he's shaping an idol, he's forging it with, with his own strength, but then guess what, he gets hungry, he loses his strength, and then he drinks no water, he grows faint. How many of us do that, right? Maybe as a business owner, you are also, you're forming a, a platform, you're forming a brand online, 
you know, you're working to grow a community, working really hard and pouring into that, and that there's fruit that's coming from it. But also, how much of it might be forming an idol also? And how many times are you turning to that when you're truly hungry for the and thirsty for the things that only the Lord can give you, but you're turning to that instead? And then guess what? We, we lose our strength. We grow faint because our strength comes from the Lord. And if we're not turning to Him, we're going to feel like we are too weak. We are not open to His grace in that moment. So that's the first step is like taking this hard, doing like the hard examination work to really look inside our life and our heart and our habits and, and saying, okay, am I where I want to be? Or is the Lord maybe convicting me to do things differently and to really explore this more deeply? We don't have to know all the answers. We don't have to have answers to all those questions, but it's just to get your mind thinking and really sit with this and marinate on it and let it simmer in your heart and, and God will guide you in the right steps. But the next step is that understanding part of the problem is we've never really been taught how to process our emotions in healthy ways. We're likely lacking some tools to help. And so what we can do is to take an an active step to fill that gap. So one big reason why we turn to social media is that we are using it as a form of distraction or avoidance. We're doing it to escape or avoid an uncomfortable feeling or something we really don't want to face or something we really don't want to do. And so oftentimes it's, it is distracting us from discomfort. It's, it's an avoidance mechanism. We're running and hiding from something or, or responsibilities or hardships in life. We may be using it to procrastinate on things that feel like a little bit overwhelming to us that we might not really want to do that feel hard. We're using it to fill voids. And those unpleasant, uncomfortable, or hard emotions we probably don't want to feel, we're probably turning to social media instead. And so is social media something that you tend to turn to maybe when you quote unquote should be doing something else? Then that's that's a good example for you right there. And many of the things that we can fall into with this are like, you know, social media, scrolling, binge watching Netflix, uh, stress or emotional eating, online shopping and impulse purchases, a glass of wine every night. None of these things are inherently bad in and of themselves. Like social media, food, Netflix, wine, online shopping. Like none of those things by themselves are bad, but when we turn to them instead of the Lord, when they are our constant void filler, then that's when they become an unhealthy way of coping with stress. And I, my friend, have fallen into probably all of these um, at different points. And it can also take on many different forms. It looks different for everyone, but awareness is the very first step. And the root cause of all of this is our unprocessed emotions. So maybe you're overwhelmed by the clutter in your home. Maybe you're feeling super behind on the laundry, the dishes, the mess is super triggering to you. Maybe you're anxious about work tasks or how uncertain your future is and things are really worrying you about your kids or or anything. Maybe you're feeling super burnt out and exhausted from long days at work. You're running on survival mode. You're like, I really want to decompress. You're feeling super overstimulated and overwhelmed and touched out from your kids needing you. Maybe their constant crying and screaming as you're trying to cook dinner is like super overwhelming and you're finding yourself losing your patience and getting really frustrated and don't not feeling like you have the energy to handle their meltdowns or crying or hanging on you and you're like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then you end up scrolling on social media for five minutes, you know. Maybe you're feeling a little bit of discontent with the challenges or realities of your life. Maybe it's your job that doesn't feel like it has a sense of purpose anymore. Maybe you're disconnected in your marriage or it's not where you want to be. Maybe you are frustrated with your body. You're not where you want to be in fitness. You're just carrying a lot of invisible loads in motherhood and feeling very isolated in that. Maybe you feel like you're failing in different areas of your life and it's harder to face that head on than it is to just turn to social media. 
And I'm saying all of this with so much love and compassion because this was where I was too. And it is not, I know it is not a fun place to be. And we're looking, we, we can't even necessarily fault ourselves because we're looking for emotional comfort. We're looking to decompress. We're looking for a way to channel these things and to cope, to take the edge off. And, and guess what? Social media does that. It takes the edge off because it gives us the instant gratification. We inherently want more of what feels good. But we can often turn to those things that are not really healthy for us physically or emotionally and it drives us into a deeper hole. And it not only, like I said, doesn't help us in the moment necessarily or past the moment, immediate moment, but also can become an addiction and an idol, right? Like we're talking about. So it's this instant gratification and temporary comfort at the expense of the real lasting joy and fulfillment we actually desire. It's, it's this avoidance strategy and we're running from ourselves, we're running from others, we're running from our responsibilities, we're running from God. So it's costing so much, our time, our presence, our, our peace, our true rest, our physical health and energy, our, our joy, it's holding us back from actually making progress on our dreams and goals. We're spending so much time either focusing on what everybody else is doing or like procrastinating or, or whatever it is. Or our relationships, we are imprisoned. Again, it's not your fault. No judgment. This is not to condemn. It's to bring to light what is happening and how it's hurting us, how it's driving us into deeper holes. Because most of us have not been trained how to look at our feelings. It hasn't been safe for us to do so in our life. It hasn't been safe for us to do so in the environments that we've been in. And that's okay. And and maybe running from it or, or pushing through and just being as strong as we can to hold it all together, maybe that has served us really well in different areas of our life, in different seasons of our life. But maybe you're feeling like when you're really looking at this, it's it's not as healthy as, as you want it to be. And so remember, what remains hidden, what remains in the darkness, unnamed, in the shadows, in shame, it can't be restored. It can't be healed. And so we have to bring it to the light so Jesus can heal it. So an amazing first step you can take in this and growing in the tools to actually process your emotions in healthy ways instead of turning to these things instead is hopping on a call with me or joining my group coaching community. This is exactly what I'm passionate about. I can meet you wherever you are at and guide you in this. I can show you simple frameworks to process your emotions in much healthier ways so that you can turn to God and you can work through them without burying them or numbing or just turning to other things to fill the void and instead what happens when we try to fill the void and it doesn't actually get filled we we end up unfortunately allowing those emotions to bleed out into all these areas of our life and our responses to our children's tantrums and resentment toward our husband and so many things so many things that we struggle with we've all been there and maybe you are still there so I just want you to know I'm here for you and I can help you through this you don't have to go through this alone, and you are not alone in any of this. These are things all of my ladies are working through in my group coaching community. We are all on the journey together, and I have so many tools that I can show you that can really help you to be more empowered and, and take take your life back in these ways and reclaim what God wants to give you. So step the next step, step three, admit for yourself where you are with honesty Honesty is the best way through. It's uncomfortable to face these hard truths, but no judgment from me. I'm here to help you. I'm here to serve you. I've walked through this. I'm fully admitting it to you. That's why I know this pain so well. And and then discernment, right? That's next. That's next. Discerning, okay, 
where am I right now? Am I willing to admit if I have an addiction and what this is costing me? Am I willing to really take that hard look at myself in the mirror and have a hard conversation with God about what might need to really change? Am I willing to lay it down for the Lord, to lay down any idols? Am I willing to make some starting with small changes to break myself out of this addiction? And I think one motivator here, if you're having a hard time, is recognizing the generational and and multi-generational change that this will create. We as mothers are the deciding factor as to so many things when it comes to our relationships with our kids, our culture in our homes and our families and in our morals and ethics and just how we live our life and the example that we set means so much. You know, and if we normalize the, the addiction to technology in our phones and our household, that's the path that we're setting for our kids too. But we can also break that cycle by, by making sure we're not letting our kids see us on our phone every single minute because we are not on our phone every single minute. And I want to show my children that when I play with them, I don't need my phone in my hand. I don't want my kids to always be on the screen. We're actually doing a screen time detox, and I know how much it impacts them too. And so I know this is heavy. I know this is really hard. I'm not judging you in any way. I'm really here with you. I'm here in this with you. So I hope you're hanging in there. But we can change it. We have the power. So the next step is set a boundary or multiple. So let me give you a bunch of examples. This is your practical action step. Your homework from this is to decide on what your first boundary is. And it can be small. It does not have to be. It can be big if you want it to be big. But I also encourage you, we make more progress when we take one step at a time and incremental progress because otherwise it doesn't end up being sustainable. It's like trying to go on like some crazy detox diet and then obviously like not keeping up with it and feeling like we failed and more shame and guilt and driving us into a deeper hole. So a couple examples of boundaries. If you're ready for extreme, you could delete it completely, (laughs) delete your apps completely, delete your social media accounts, do a 30 day fast maybe. Like these things can really make or break our habits, but some steps in between. Another option, delete your apps off your homepage or just take them off your phone and then keep them on your computer. So it, it takes that extra step to have to go and, and go to it instead of like as your reflex, just always going to your social media accounts. And this is something that my a lot of my group coaching community has done. They've, they've taken it off of their phones for periods of time, just put it on their computer. So they like, OK, I have a focused session where like I can go catch up on my notifications or whatever and then I'm off, you know. Uh, Another one is making a set time to check. So especially if you are a business owner, if you're engaging on it and you want to take intentional action, instead of checking periodically across the day, set aside a specific time through your day and then consider, you know, what, what time of day might have the most positive impacts for you. And another thing to think about is if you are, if you're using it for business is make the distinction for yourself between consumption and creation. So, you know, many of us like want our intention is to create, but then we get fall into the trap of consuming and over consuming and then comparing and all the things. And so to create that distinction for yourself, take the intentional time, take the action and get off, get in, get out like that kind of thing. And um, there's going to be times of the day that it might not have a positive impact. So let's just say it's your um, first thing in the morning. Like, are you taking time with the Lord, even if it's simple couple moments of prayer first? To allow yourself to be filled or are you turning to social media first? First thing when you wake up. I know this was a big one for me. Number four, the fourth option for boundaries is, you know, oftentimes we might have notifications pushed to us. So make sure your notifications are off. It's just an easy way to continue to get pulled back into the app all the time. And that allows you to engage on your own terms. And then also look and see, like, what are you actually following? And maybe turn off notifications for news and other 
other apps too, not just your social media, if they're, if they tend to be um, triggers for you in any way either. Another one is adding extra friction to break the habit. So if you find yourself consuming in like a mindless way or habitually going back and forth to it, make it slightly harder to access that app. And that can give you like an extra second to pause and to think. So this could be anything from time limits that you could set on the apps to downtime on your phone to moving your social media or your news apps into a folder and like hiding it in the very last page of your home screen. So many things that just create like extra barriers for you in inertia that you have to overcome that's going to help because you will be able to catch yourself in the moment when you're turning to it and you can get curious about okay do I need this right now am I intentionally choosing this or do I was this just a habit and do I want to kind of work on breaking that habit more all right another one is physical barriers and and part of your routine so maybe it's putting your phone in a basket somewhere um, not bringing it to certain places or to bed with you get a manual alarm clock instead of using your phone you know what for you are those times that you really feel like are high impact times for you to be present with your family and the people around you or get focused work done and then maybe set an actual physical barrier and put your phone away so you don't even have it as a temptation and it could just make it a million times easier the next one here is is kind of related but talk with others in your household about this too so if you let's just say you know your kids or your husband it can be really really hard to manage our consumption and minimize these things if other people are not on board and so share your goals and ask them to help hold you accountable and to join alongside you if you are a small business owner or if you're you know struggling with this personally in your life having accountability partners as either friends or coach others who are walking the same journey with you can be tremendously beneficial so like i said that's something we do in my group coaching community it's it's a way to hold each other accountable to growing and we really cannot do this without other people and i think other people can really make or break our habits that we're trying to build and help us to continue to stay the course when we get discouraged, when we fall off track, all of those kinds of things. So I know for me, several mentors and coaches of mine have been just life-changing and giving myself permission to take this pivot to follow the Lord more instead of the ways of the world, and that I would just recommend for you in any area of life. The next big step, um, now we've covered some boundaries, is really looking at addressing your mental and emotional health. And I really think that this is this is related to what I said before about learning how to process our emotions, but it might be helpful to think of your habitual social media use as like a symptom of the of the root of how you are actually feeling. If your amount of use suggests that you might be in a difficult place mentally and emotionally, then then perhaps there's something that needs to be identified and addressed that is really getting you down. And so the first step can really be seeking out help. And whether this is a therapist, whether this is a coach, whether this is a you know, peer group, um, support, your spouse, anybody who would be willing to just listen and to, to be with you and help you process these things and to support you in it, there is no shame in asking for help. And I, the more we can just overcome whatever pride and, and fears and all those things that hold us back from asking for help, the more we can really thrive in our life and in our mental and emotional health and in our motherhood. And so I just want you to really feel equipped to look up. It's like God is telling you, God is telling me, look up my child, like look up and see all the beauty in front of you, all the blessings in front of you. God wants you to look up, to breathe, to live, to serve. He wants you to see your kids, to really see them, to really see your spouse to eat dinner as a family, to spend time with them, to get in scripture, to read a book, to take a walk, to take some rest. Like he wants us to feel, to feel deeply because that's part of being human. 
and to stop using our phone as an emotional band-aid and a distraction from what's actually going on in our life. He does not want us to spend four to 12 plus hours a day on our phone with our face in our phone, distracting us from all the provisions in our life, all the ways that he's calling us to serve the people around us. So the best way for us to create these ripples of change in our own families, in our own communities, and to model this also for other people is just to really set the intentions for ourselves and set those boundaries, and it will make even more of an impact than we think. And I hope, you know, when I when I look into the future and I, I think about what I want our life to look like, when I want, you know, our kids and their own family life to look like, I pray that I can, I can be a source of change for them and to show them that life is not about living it through a phone and through this facade of what other people are doing on the internet and all these things we should be doing, but it's like being here and being present to the call that God has placed in front of us, to the people he's placed in front of us. And so this is what I am compelling you to think about today. And I know that was a lot. That's why I'm breaking it into two here and I pray that God touch touches your heart in some powerful way today that you can be convicted that there are some right steps for you to take today in applying some boundaries in examining your relationship with social media and in growing in maturity and self-reflection here and I encourage you you know, this is tough love. This is really tough love that I just gave you. But I also encourage you to be gentle with yourself through it, as with any form of self-reflection, because often there are a lot deeper fears, doubts, insecurities, shame, guilt, wounds, and traumas associated with these areas of our lives and our hearts. So approach this from a place of holy curiosity versus judgment and condemnation of yourself. Use it to learn really more about yourself, your deeper needs, your desires, your temptations that you tend to fall into, your habitual forms of sin, your responses to stress, your responses to discomfort, and to the hard things. Because the more we're able to move through them in a mature way, the the more we're growing in holiness. And so recognize those things as they come and check in with yourself. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray over you because this was, this was a lot. This was a heavy episode. Lord, I just lift up all of these incredible women listening to that, this episode. I, I pray for clarity in, in their hearts on what the next right step is. Uh, even if they don't know what the full outcome is or feel like they don't have it all figured out yet, show them what you want them to do. Show them what you want them to see, to seek out how they're you know, called to live. God, I don't want to be ruled by anything other than you, and I don't want them to be either. I don't want other moms to be imprisoned by these struggles either. So help us to just wake up to the realities of the hold that any of these things are having on us, on any idols that are in our life, to give us the wisdom and the the temperance and discipline and, and so many other virtues that we might need to really keep our identity rooted in you and to feel secure in that. Remind any of the women listening today that anxiety, that fear, that all of those stressors and pressures are not from you. That the pressure to be perfect, to seek out all the external validation outside of you, you didn't give that to them. That's of the world. And remind them how much you love them, how much grace you want to give them for everything that you ask of them, all that they do and who you want them to be. Give them the path and humility to seek out any support that they need. Help them let go of their pride. Help them so that they know that they're not alone and and just open their hearts to receiving any help that they might need because these changes are hard and the truth is hard, but we are not alone in any of this and we're not meant to walk alone. 
And when we do this together, I know we can carry our crosses as you call us to. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, my friend, I believe in you. I know you can do hard things and courageous things and uncomfortable things when you're committed to it and when you know it's going to have an impact on your family especially. And so do this because we are on the journey towards heaven. That's where we're going together. And if anything else, I know you want to be the best mom you can be, the best wife you can be. So do it for your family. And I'm with you. I'm fighting the good fight right alongside you. And I know this is really, really hard. So when we're aware, we can really make that empowered choice. And that's what this is all about. So I will not be on Instagram. So please reach out by email at megan at armtotheheart.com. If you want to schedule a one-on-one call or if you want to learn more about my group and discern if it's the right fit for you, if you want to take these steps and be supported in it, I am with you. Sending you so much love and a huge hug because this is a hard topic and I wish we could be face-to-face right next to each other, but this is the best we can do for now. So I'll talk to you again soon.